Hello, everybody. Welcome to the very first episode of Marco Maddox Show. I know I've had several episodes, but um, this is the first official episode of the first season of Marco Maddox Show. We're going to talk about all things gaming. Um, so, you know, I usually have stuff already looked up, but, you know, this is fair at the moment. And, you know, it just, you know, what makes the episode great is that, you know, I'm going to give you content that's live. And that's currently, you know, happening right now as we speak. So, um, you know, that's uh, stuff I like to do. So, sitting here in my recliner in the main cave that I have in the back, it's a very small cave, the tiniest cave you probably will ever see, but it's still a cave for me. Um, you can follow Marco Matic. On all social media platforms, uh, we usually talk about the show on Twitter. So if you got a Twitter page, follow us. You'll get the latest and and the, you know be the, get the first scoops on everything. Um, I also, have, you know, thinking about uh, gathering up a Instagram page, but I figured Twitter would just be fine for now until everything uh, gets bigger. But um, you know, mostly everything that's uh, been going on out here for you know COVID-19 as you know a lot of us are working remotely from home um so you know I, I commend people uh that are parents um you know that work from home and try to still you know be a great parent and try to be a you know a teacher and philosopher and all that stuff um you know I commend you because it a lot of people don't know it's hard to be um, you know, mom and dad and still try to, you know, be, you know, a worker and get your job done working from home. It can be rough. So, you know, bear with people when you talk to them on the phone, especially if they deal with customer service or, you know, they call them businesses and so forth. Just bear with people when they call you because, you know, a lot of us is working remotely from home and it's not by choice. So please understand um, and so forth that it's not always the easiest transition for some people. Um, and for some people that are unemployed and don't have jobs and so forth, you know, um, I, I feel that days are going to get better. I hope they get better. And I hope that, you know, we can overcome this COVID-19 pandemic and, you know, we'll rise again and, you know, everybody will be back to having jobs and living a normal life. I just wanted to get that across also. I would like to uh, commend all the people that's been protesting for the right reasons. Um, Black Lives Matter, uh, George Floyd, um, and all the other people that's been affected by police brutality. Um, I am an African American, and you know I've witnessed this at hand, and witnessed this, you know, from all the people that go live on Facebook and everywhere else, you know, to prove that there are you know, police brutality everywhere you go, um, and racism towards African-Americans. Um, you know, I, I commend you uh, for, for standing up for something that is completely right. Um, Colin Kaepernick took a knee, you know, three years ago for this cause, and it's still, you know, affecting us today. And, you know, it's, it's going to be a never-ending battle, I, pres- I, I feel, but um, at the end of the day, you have to stand for what you believe in, and everybody in the world know what's right and know what's wrong. 
So, you know, if anything, we need, you know, the Lord more than ever now, um, you know, because if it wasn't for the Lord, Savior, Jesus Christ, we wouldn't be here today. We wouldn't, you know, have a good place in our hearts. So I, I find that there, there are good police out there. Um, so for the good, for the policemen that are out there that are, you know, doing their job the right way and not profiling and, you know, against police brutality, even though um, they think that they are. And then for those who don't understand, um, you know, you need to be educated. Uh, black people have been treated right for a very long time. Um, so it, it's, a, it's a thing. And, you know, it's something that is never going to go away. So, you know, for those who are racist and don't understand, you know, it, it's, it's one of those things like we understand that you don't understand, but we try to educate you on what's right and wrong. If you keep doing wrong and thinking that you're doing right, then you may be the problem. So I just want to address that and say, you know, for all the fans of the Marco Maddox show that watches this content from here moving forward, we are not biased. We we will, you know, respectfully um, look at our views, no matter what color you are. It shouldn't matter what color you are. It shouldn't matter your race, gender, you know, your religious beliefs. We are all human beings. And we're all put on this earth for a reason. And one of us is not to hate one another. Okay, so... With that being said, it took almost six minutes. So let's get right into the good stuff here. Okay, so... One of my favorite video games is Rainbow Six Siege. I've been with this thing since 2014, and now it's 2020, and the game is still running. Oh my goodness. This game is phenomenal. So I got some news for you, Ubisoft fans of Rainbow Six Siege. Um, the new, you know, They've been teasing the new season for a few weeks now, and it's finally out. Uh, we got a full patch notes below, um, according to Stephen Wright from GameSpot on uh, June the 21st, which is today. Um, he says that uh, Year 5 Season 2 is called Operation Steel Wave. Interesting name. And it adds a significant amount of new content to the game. Of course, you're going to, they're, they're going to include two new operators and a rework of the fan-favorite house map uh, that I've been lo- you know looking forward to them bringing back. Um, the developers have also buffed the operator Amaru and added a new gadget to the game in the form of the proximity alarm. The attacker I the, the attacker Ace 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 is one of the new operators and he uses a water-powered breach charge called the Selma to uh, to burst through breakable and reinforced surfaces. Um, that sounds amazing. <laughs> Um, if it's used on walls, the Selma can roll down uh, to explode up to three times, making uh, pretty much Ace uh, potentially devastating as a breacher. Uh, the other new operator, the defender uh, Malusi um, or uh, Melusi, is Malusi, M-E-L-U-S-I. I'm not good at these weird names that they bring up sometimes. Malusi has a unique gadget called the Banshee Sonic Defense that slows attackers and alerts the enemy team to their presence. 
interesting. In terms of the broader changes, the operator Maru will now only break barricades when she tumbles through them, but she won't have to break hatches before going up. These tweaks will hopefully make her a bit more viable. Ubisoft is also unifying the game's MMR across all regions, uh, which will make reaching the top rank of champions that much more difficult. This patch comes with a raft of new cosmetics, including an elite set for Echo and exclusive Steel Wave weapon skins. So let's talk about this new map rework of PALS. Um, at last, uh, House has undergone some major renovations and is ready for uh, mayhem, for more mayhem, I want to say. While we strive to keep this map as casual as possible, uh, we felt that there were some things that they needed to change in order for it to be well balanced. The first item that they needed to discuss is the size of the house itself. Uh, with the WeWork, I know um, not only have some of the existing areas have been bigger, but they've also been entirely new sections on the south side with two rooms on each floor and a staircase to connect them. Uh, with this new space, everyone would be, you know, have more space to move and breathe, uh, but we're also able to add a new bomb site in, in TV room and music room. Um, many other areas um, have changed, uh, but three required special attention. Uh, firstly, you know, the garage was revamped uh, with one of his doors being destructible and the new barricade being added, you know, to give access, to give different access options, I want to say, uh, while still making it a little bit harder for, you know, diffuser to plant. Um, secondly, what was uh, once workshop is now a finished girl's room with an attached walk-in closet. Thirdly, um, lines of sight have been reduced on the north side of the building with the main door being blocked off and the shuttered window replaced with the hallway. Um, as you play this new version of the map, you'll notice some other things like the living, the living and training bomb site has been removed in favor of master bedroom and boys room. Uh, most floors are now breakable. Uh, so, you know, vertical play will be a lot more viable, I want to say. Uh, some hatches have been added and moved, uh, but overall, they apply their vision of competitive maps while keeping it fun and making it safer, I want to say. Then they got other stuff that talks about Amaru's changes, um, you know, which has been acrobatic and dynamic. Uh, she hasn't always been unpredictable, uh, but this season she's hoped. We hope that, that, you know, they gave her the tools needed to fulfill her role in a few tweaks. Um, you know, the proximity alarm and MMR and champions ranks have been more difficult. And I mean, I think Rainbow is doing things right. So, you know, you can add weapons and skins and all that stuff. It's exciting to be a Rainbow Six fan because it's, it's newer stuff. Six gate, you know, the six-year-old game is still coming out with new stuff for us to talk about. That's, uh, that's phenomenal in my book. Phenomenal, phenomenal. Let's see. Uh, there was something else we wanted to talk about. There's a new Crash Bandicoot that's confirmed. Uh, the reveal is coming uh, tomorrow. Um, for, for all of y'all that you know that are into.
Crash Bandicoot, um, you know, there is going to be a new reveal. Um, let's see. The Xbox Series X, the July Games event. Cause there's an event that Xbox is going to come out with next month, you know, for the Series X. Um, the launch lineup, release dates, and more on the next-gen console. Uh, you know, a lot of people, you know, want to know about the price of the Series X. And, you know, some people have, you know, predicted the cost and so forth. Um, so, you know, when it's all said and done, you know, when it comes... I predicted that the... Xbox Series X is going to probably be around 500 is mostly everybody's prediction but if they can bring it down you know that would be a huge game changer um but you know it's a lot to learn and that's where you know we're waiting for the new conference uh, next month to talk about the Series X um you know the Series X you know it's it's games and what Microsoft has in mind for the future, you know, it, you know, it's a lot to to think about. Uh, we still don't know much until, um, you know, we still don't know how much it'll cost um, until it launches this holiday. You know, our imaginations is that, you know, it's going to continue to run around wondering about, you know, price points. But, um, but mostly... Um, a lot of people, of course, PC gaming is is really heavily known. Uh, so their prediction um, of acceptable pricing for hardware is slightly skewed towards, you know, the more expensive. They also, you know, profess to feeling com- conflicted because um, they're not a, a baller, you know, um, where they have a lot of money. They think about the new generation of consoles. Um, PC gaming also, you know, they said they're, they're impressed with what's being promised and shown in terms of the functional capabilities. But like the PS5, the Series X, uh, solid state drive technology uh, for super fast load times and in the PC state, um, they aren't cheap, you know. So, the, so why I haven't seen concrete demonstrations? Uh, they expect similar performance. Uh, you know, they got an all new AMD. You know, uh, RDNA or RITNA, whatever you want to call it, uh, to graphics tech is capable of 4K resolution as expected. But when coupled with the prospect of higher frame rates and ray tracing and high end features that PCs have, you know, already been through, um, they're still surprised that much can be packed into an affordable console. Then there's the quality of life and consumer friendly things to consider, like smart delivery. But you don't know about smart delivery. That's one of the key features that Xbox is going to have to where, like, if you play a game on the Series X, I mean, if you play a game on the Xbox One um, and then bring over to the Series X, you will keep your save over there. They'll deliver smartly all your games saved to that one. Um, you know, I think that's what smart delivery is mostly about. Quick resume. Uh, the platform's robust backwards compatibility, so you'll be able to play your old Xbox games. And the value of the Game Pass uh, for Xbox Series X specifically, I think it'll be easier to stomach a $500 price tag. See, we're both digging the same. And 
you know, there is a formula for, you know, deciding to purchase a new console. Um, you want the value of the games that you play on, you know, to each, you know, you want the games that you, the value of the games you play on it, you know, to equal or surpass the cost of the console itself. So in layman terms, you want to have ga- more games to play in longevity than what the console is actually worth. So if you pay 500 bucks for a console, you expect over the life of the Xbox Series X that you're going to spend more than $500 on video games and content to play on the console itself. You know, of course, it's an entertainment console. Like if you include like, you know, buying music, buying movies and all that stuff, or buying books. I don't know if they have it where you can buy books to read. Who knows? Um, you know, if all that, you know, pays out more than $500, then, you know, that's the formula to deciding, you know, to get a new console. So, for example, if you pay $600 for a console, like the PS3 back in the day, <laughs> you want to play at least $10, $60 price games throughout owning that machine. That breaks even in my mind and makes me satisfied with my purchase. This is according to my boy Tony. Uh, he's a video game producer. He's a video producer, sorry, not video game. I think he's a video producer for, um, you know, for GameSpot because GameSpots are my boys and I always get content from them because they have reliable sources. But that's what he says. Um, you know, why do you why do you have this formula? You ask, uh, you know, if you own the Xbox One launch model, which I purchased, which you know most of us purchased for five hundred dollars when it first came out. Unfortunately. You know, you can count the number of Xbox games you have owned in in a single hand. Like Rise, Son of Rome, I did own that one. Uh, Rare Replay, Rise of Tomb Raider, Gears 5 are the only titles that, you know, that Tony has on the shelf. And the last one was a gift. So if you use my, if you use his equation, the console was not a worthwhile investment. You don't even need the formula to see that. But me, for my personal experience, it was worth, you know, the value. Because when I bought the Xbox One, originally it was 500 And when I bought the Xbox One X, it was originally 500 as well. So I spent over $1,000 on Xbox consoles. But I've definitely spent way more on video games. I have so many games to the point where, you know... My four terabyte external hard drive is full and I'm using the one terabyte internal storage that the console comes with. So I would say if you can rack up close to four terabytes worth of games, it is worth the investment. But not a lot of people are excessive, you know, gamers like like I am. Um, and that's why I host the, you know, a gaming podcast because I love games that much. So to be clear, you know, you don't want to blame Microsoft for anything, you know, you you know, if if you if your friend group just happened to cluster around the PlayStation 4 and PC this past generation, it's okay. But the dust gathering on the Xbox One in some people's closet means that they need to weigh the potential cost of the Series X against the combined value of the games they'll actually play on it. And you know what? It'll, you know what? Um, I'll probably get there pretty quickly through the Game Pass. After all, you know, the new console generation seems like a good time to jump on that bandwagon. 
I did jump on the Series X bandwagon, and then I realized that I already purchased all these games that's already on the Game Pass. But for you, that for for viewers, if you haven't had the opportunity to play all these games, I would say the Game Pass would be worth it. You have over a hundred titles you can download. You know, you can select, download, and play. They're gonna most all the Xbox Xboxes uh, or Microsoft's first party exclusive games are all on the game pass so you know gears halo whatnot you know you're going to get exclusive you know forza you're going to be able to play those without even paying for the game you're just paying for the service so that's pretty awesome you know i think it's like um you know like 10 or 15 bucks a month i say it's worth it for all of that if you haven't played all the games but um You know, personally, I'll be willing to go higher, uh, you know, around a new piece of hardware, mainly when, you know, they're talking about a new generation of consoles is, is real. I, I can't imagine Microsoft asking for more than $500 for the Xbox Series X. But this is, you know, what's been established in past generations. And I think that, you know, public relations would be too much to deal with if the Series X carries a $600 price tag. Uh, so I think Microsoft can afford to lose money a little bit knowing that the longevity of the series x is going to be more profitable in the future um of course you're competing with sony over there and we know what happened when you priced your console a hundred dollars higher than than sony did everybody went to the ps4 and never looked back so if you want to win you know if you if you're if you're wanting playstation fans to convert to xbox you're going to have to sell your console cheaper and have more exclusive games uh, we don't know what all the exclusive game is other than Halo Infinite that they've been working on, you know, for a while now, half a decade. So I hope that, you know, they, you know, figure something out and make Halo worth buying because Halo could be the game that makes people switch over to the Xbox and play the Series X. And it'll, it'll make people flood out to Best Buys and get 4K TVs to put in there so they can play Halo in 4K resolution. It's going to be amazing. I think I will even pay more than 60 bucks for that game if they deliver. Because I will get all the extra stuff I'm sure that's going to come after the game is released. So, you know, I'll probably save up a few bucks and, you know, try to get that as well. But yeah, make the long story short, I do not see the Xbox Series X being lower than 400 or higher than 500 So, if they sell for $399, it's going to be a different model. But for the Series X model, I'll say probably... $499 would be, you know, highly reasonable. Um, so, you know, that's what I would do. Um, another news, um, EA had their conference a couple of days ago, you know, talk about, you know, games like Madden and FIFA. And, oh, yeah, there's a new Star Wars game coming out called Star Wars Squadron, which, you know, you play pretty much is like a, a Poe Dameron pilot. The graphics look good, but if you're into space combat and you're in, you know, to like flying and shooting things and you're a Star Wars fan, it's worth it. But for me, I'm not really convinced because I really don't like all those ace combat type of games. Um, so I may sit that one out. The one thing at the EA conference, I'll tell you that, you know, that stood out was Apex Legends uh, is getting a new season and it's also going to be cross uh, platform play 
or it is also going to add two new consoles, you know, to the rank because they usually have it on Xbox One and PS4, and uh, I think it was Google Stadia. But now they're going to bring it to, you know, Steam and the Nintendo Switch. And for a game that's free to play, I think the Switch is a great console to put your content in. And I think that a lot more people is going to probably play it on the Nintendo Switch or play it on, you know, the Xbox. Um, I'm definitely getting it for the Switch. And I think that might compel people to buy more Nintendo Switches. Like the game, like, I mean, just like it hasn't been selling much already, it's going to sell even more now that they bring games like Apex Legends. Um, the Outer Worlds just came out on the Nintendo Switch, and I'm looking forward to playing that later. Um, of course, you know about the Borderlands um, and the Handsome Jack Collection. They're, all three of those Borderlands games are on the Nintendo Switch now with Bioshock and um, XCOM. So, you know, 2K definitely, you know, has their games on the Switch and EA is bringing their games to the Switch. So Nintendo Switch is a high console to buy. But yeah, Apex Legends to the Switch, you know, stood out for me. And then the second thing that stood out was the they show early, you know, um, early game. I don't want to say footage. It's just more like tech art. And, you know, what the what EA's Frostbite engine is doing uh, in the future, the next gen consoles, they show a little bit of Battlefield which I'm assuming would be Battlefield 6. Um, but, I, but I saw a little bit of what could possibly be been Dragon Age 4, and I am so hyped for Dragon Age. I love Dragon Age. Besides 2, uh, Dragon Age and Dragon Age Inquisition. I love Inquisition a lot. So if it plays anything like Inquisition, whenever it comes out, Dragon Age is definitely going to be a must-buy, you know, for me. But that's all that really stood out. I know that... Uh, It, it, it potentially is going to probably come out in for the newer generation consoles. Uh, nobody knows when, um, but you can only hope that they will uh, bring something out. Uh, of course, The Last of Us Part Two came out, um, so you know with The Last of Us Part Two. Um, it's getting good reviews everywhere. If you have a PS4 and you've already played The Last of Us, Last of Us 2 is no question a must-buy. For, for those who haven't even played the original Last of Us, I say play the original one before you play 2, uh, just so you won't get lost into the story. But that's pretty much all I have for today. Uh, tell me what you think about uh, Marco Maddox show coming back uh, strong on games and you know, tell me what you think about EA's conference and all that. You know, you just shoot me an instant message, instant message on Twitter, or you know, you can just, you know, just tweet us some questions uh, you want for the next episode. We're gonna do this every Sunday, so once a week uh, we will do a podcast. It'll be closer to 25, 30 minutes. Just give you a heads up. Uh, you know, so we're gonna close it around under the 28 minute mark. So. You know, thank you guys uh, for listening. Don't forget to subscribe to all your favorite podcast platforms. So subscribe to the Marco Maddox show so you won't miss out on all these late, latest episodes. You can go back and watch it whenever you want. That's all I have for today. I love you all. Stay safe. Uh, keep your family safe. And I hope y'all have a lovely afternoon and evening. Signing off for the Marco Maddox show. This is Marco Maddox. Thank you. Have a great day.